Welcome to... Hey, great shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast brought to you by Cracked Rackets. My name's Alex Gruskin. Somewhere along the way over these past couple of months, we as a podcast hit our 100th episode published, but when that episode was posted, I believe it was sometime during the college point, I did not get to have my doubles partner, partner in crime, and the man I like doing this podcast with the most, Maxwell LeBauer with me on the line. He is here today. Maxie, how you doing? Dude, I haven't stopped smiling since we did that intro, and of course I better be the person you enjoyed doing this with the most because we started this shit. But with that in mind, getting back to our roots with this 100th episode meaning so much to us, we figured, you know, again, we're through Wimbledon. It's now been over the halfway mark of the tennis calendar. There are certain assumptions we had coming into the year. We've now seen them play through, and we thought enough data has been gathered. We can review our favorite crop of tennis players in the professional world, the next-gen ATP players, and give a little you know, state of the union on their progress through 2019. Talk about the, you know, the top 10 seasons from that gr- group of guys. Talk about you know our tier rankings, who's jumped up, who's jumped down in terms of the long-term prospects, because Max, it— you know, yes, they have. I know this is a big takeaway, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, throughout our conversation. None of them have won a major, but they have had a ton of incredible results throughout the 2019 ATP season. What we're going to do go 1 to 10, so again, our best seasons to our number 10 season, and talk about the honorable mentions and the guys we left off at that point. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about a ton of guys. And as Maxie mentioned, if you have any feedback, if there's any guys we forget, let us know because we would love to hear you know your thoughts on this next gen crop. Are you frustrated by the lack of per- or perceived lack of slam results? Are you okay with their progress? We want to know. But I, I'm really I, I want to get to this number ten spot because I'm gonna cheat. Perfect. And so get- before you say that, <laughs> number ten, uh, it came down for me for five players on my mind who I considered, and you'll notice again the players we've listed so far. Stefano Tsitsipas, who number one in the next-gen race to London, so statistically matches up. Medvedev, number two. FAA, number four. Berrettini, number five. Fritz, number eight. Guerin, number nine. Opelka, 11. Tiafo 12. Hercatch, 13. You'll notice there were four players ranked in that group who we did not mention. Uh, Alexander Zverev, Borna Choric, Karen Kiachnov, and Denis Shapovalov. Now, Shapovalov did not even merit consideration for me because he is juiced by that Indian Wells-Miami quarterfinal run, but outside of that, really hasn't done anything. Is it fair that we throw him out now? Yeah, I mean, dude, he's lost. Let's just play the throwout game. Yeah, sorry, give your reason, my bad. Yeah, no, I was going to say, he's had four consecutive first-round losses. He had two second-round losses before that, and then he had three other first-round losses. So he's had seven first-round losses of last nine matches. So he's out. He's out. Yeah. Alex Dimenauer, too injured during a main portion of this season to have a sample size, out. So now it comes down to two fun ones. Two guys who have made jumps. Ugo Umbert, who I have stats for, who was number 10. Yeah. We were going to, for our listeners, we were going to record this. He last was an season. honorable mention for yeah, me. Yeah, this is my honorable mentions now. Um, and Nico Jerry. Uh, Yeti. I have a bunch of honorable mentions, and I'll save that full list for the end. But guys, I really consider for that number 10 spot. Ugo Umbert was there, and as I mentioned, 
we were going to record this last night. We ended up doing a little more preparation. I, after a longer thought, removed Ugo from my list. 19 and 17 on the year, number 54 overall, 637 points. Jumps from 98 to 48, won ATP semifinal, made that Wimbledon fourth round, has a challenger title. Really good year. Falls a little bit short on my list. That fair to you? Yeah. Words consider yes. in your honorable mentions? Yeah, he, he was an honorable mention Perfect. for me. Another honorable mention, Miomir Kasmenovich, number 126 to number 66, yes. 15 and 14, number 56 overall, ATP race to London, one ATP final, he makes the main draw of all of the slams, made that second round at Wimbledon after making the final literally the day before. Uh, it's Again, that Indian Wells quarterfinals, huge for him, has a, oh, a nice little voice crack, has I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten first round losses which obviously speaks to his inconsistency and just the fact a couple of them happened in challengers. So, you know, this is a young guy uh, still trying to work his way through. But that Indian Wells quarterfinal, I take notice. Umbert and Kasmanovich were a similar category to me, but both of them get the cut. Yes, both get the cut. So now comes the fun stuff. What do you do so with a player I, who's, yeah, I'll set the scene. What do you do with a player who's established in the top 15 and has not had a remarkable result thus far and has sort of stagnated but has maintained that sort of top 15 level. That's what this exercise came down to because for me it was Kachnov, Chorich, and Zverev. Do you want to talk about who I eliminated for by process of elimination? Can, did, can I walk you through uh, that and well, we can kind of just talk through it? I, I, I So, yes. Let me give you my list in, in order of these three. And then well, uh, that's you want to do the same. No, that's what I'm saying is I want to eliminate guys one by one. So can I start with the guy who I think we both eliminated first off the bat, Karen Kachanov? Sure. Yep, yeah, Kachanov's first. Exactly. So why he is not on the list. And I made I have a little note here to remind myself to say, had he beaten Nadal in that Indian Wells quarterfinal when Nadal's leg was about to fall off and it really seemed oh like all Kachanov had to do was make three missed balls. Opportunity. I think he might be number 10 on my list. I really think that was that significant of a match to his season. Other than that, you know, like number 24 right. overall, 965 points. That gets him, what, number... Uh, he is number seven on this list of next-gen guys, which is not where you would have expected him to be. Yes, he made a Roland Garros quarterfinal. Impressive. Lost to team, a finalist. Yes, he made Wimbledon third round. Lost to RBA semifinalist. Yes, he made Australian Open third round. Lost to uh, RBA again. And so in terms of his season, has it been horrible? I guess he's done well at the big events, but... Nine first rounder qualifying losses on the year. That's what I For him, say. that's unacceptable. Nine. Unacceptable. No, you can't. You it, can't do that if you're Karen Kachanov. And not only that, I mean, there were a bunch back to back after Australian Open. He, I mean, he, he plays Davis Cup, but then he loses three in a row to Berrettini to Greekspoor, who's ranked 211 in the world. Then to Basilashvili. You know, granted, Basilashvili has been playing well this season. And then he goes on another stretch after after Indian Wells. I think you know that Rafa match might have really killed the confidence and loses four in a row. He, you know, losing to Jordan Thompson, Sinego, Guido Pea, and Cole Schreiber, and those are not matches at this point in his career that he should be losing. Just plain and simple. And you can see the lack of confidence when you watch him play. This is a guy who I think yeah. three out of five sets because he is so physically fit, so sturdy. It's really hard for him to lose matches, and that's why I think he does so well. It's just so hard to beat him over that. Same course of time but you know two out of three sets 
he loses so many easy first sets and you know we I, I see you stretching and so we eliminated this guy for a reason because his season pretty boring yeah I mean if he didn't do well in in French first of all I would be worried about the rest of his career because I mean if you don't play well at the big tournaments and especially after four first round losses I don't know how much lower your confidence can get uh, but that's the thing about him is he can pull out a quarterfinals well, that, out of that's why he out, got out consideration right it's like you we now right. know at the slams given three out of five sets he's a competitor Absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, you, you don't beat Adelpo and, you know, although, God, he didn't have that tough of a French Open. No, he, no. rough tournament for him, but we've spent enough time on cash now. So this comes down yeah. to a final thought. Chorich versus Zverev. Let's set the scene. Start of the year. Zverev number four, Chorich number 12. You look at where they are now. Zverev number five, Chorich number 14 with the context that he missed Wimbledon this season. You look at the ATP race, again, keep in mind, George misses Wimbledon this season. Huge chance for him to accumulate points. Zverev, 10th overall, 1590 points. George, 20th overall, 1145. You look at them in terms of next gen. Zverev's number three of the next gen list in terms of points accumulated. George is number six. Now you start getting a little more granular. You look at their matches they've played. George, 21 and 12 on the year, two ATP semifinals two quarter uh, in Dubai and Netherlands, two quarterfinals, Budapest, Hala. You look for Zverev. He does win that title in Geneva over Jari before the French Open, makes a final in Acapulco before losing to Kyrgios, two quarterfinal losses, or two quarterfinals for him in Hala and Munich. And then you get to the Grand Slams, and now, you know, for uh, George, he did not play the Wimbledon, but he made fourth-round Australian Open, third-round Roland Garros, and the slams for Zverev, it's funny because you have that first-round loss, but you actually look at it, round of 16 Australian Open, disappointing that he lost to Rayonich, but still, round of 16 is about as good of a result as we've read through our list to this point. Then he makes that quarterfinal at Roland Garros again. Besides Tiafo. Yeah, as good, that quarterfinal in Roland Garros, as good as anyone, but Tsitsipas' semifinal at the Australian Open. And it's like, it's really nitpicking. In the end... I gave George the bump because he only has two first-round or qualifying losses. Zverev, a little bit hindered. He's got five first-round or qualifying losses. That, to me, that inconsistency from week to week from Alex Zverev. And he's had a ton of stuff going on off the court that we don't know enough about to comment on, but we know exists. And that's certainly something you have to balance. But just... After the way he ended 2018, everyone was ready for Alex Zverev to make just a huge push. And maybe this is why he's not on my list, because I talked about that expectations component. And I'm just, I'm devastated. So Chorich is number 10 for me, by process of elimination. Right. Yes, so so Chorich was my number 10, too. And it it is purely horrible. We agreed on all 10 guys. But it was a good thought. Uh, Well, it's it's great. We had some some switches. We had some switches. Yeah, but the same, no, it's great. But the same 10. Yeah. It's pretty We follow the sport. <laughs> yeah. But look, it, you, that is the, the entirety of the argument right there. I mean, if you if you took out Zverev's, even if you took out Zverev's Wimbledon from this and then just compared the two, you got to take Chorich. Yes, Zverev had a little more success at those Grand Slams, but it's those first round losses. And, and we also thought that Zverev was going to win a Masters, potentially make a semifinal uh, or a final of a Grand Slam, and it just it, it hasn't happened. Chorich, I think we we all even and maybe this will you know we'll get into this in our tier conversation, but 
this is this is the kind of guy that I think everyone expects to maybe make that quarterfinal and not much further. You know, maybe he'll make a semifinal here and there, but he's not the kind of guy that people are expecting to go win a Grand Slam, at least not until these big th- the big three are out. So, got to give the knock uh, here to, to Zverev and, and give Chorich the 10 spot. Look, I completely agree with you. I think for Borna Chorich, it's not that he's, you know, no finals on the year disappointing, no titles on the year disappointing, but you look at his bad losses, he lost a match to Humbert and a match to Karlovich. Outside of that, there was really nothing for me to nitpick. He's beaten a lot of guys he should beat. He's lost, you know, to Federer in Dubai, uh, the loss to Manorino in the Netherlands, that one hurt. The loss to Krajinovic in Air Bear. Again, not great losses, but not terrible. Um, I just... I, oh, I should say at the majors, quarterfinals in Miami, lost to FA. Not horrible, but not great. Monte Carlo, quarterfinal loss to Fognini. He won the tournament, so, you know, totally cool with that. Um, he, it's just in in the battle for averageness, in the battle to meet expectations, he just did a little bit better. And I think 21-12, and 12, you know, 20th overall on the year, it's too good of a season on its own to denigrate versus the rest because it's it, he's just been fine and fine at his level given the rest of these next-gen players and what we've seen for me i Not value his fine ha- knowing taking solace and knowing borna church will probably be there in the third or fourth round if we're lucky quarterfinal of the major that's enough for me this season now come back to me next season and if i don't see a breakthrough from a lot of these guys uh you know the older guys the catch may not be on the list well catch medvedev ct passes yeah it, 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 now after this season it's going to be quarterfinals or bust sort of expectations but this is the last year they get a little bit of uh gratitude for me a little bit of slack yeah i agreed and i think Oh, God, the next year's list is going to be so interesting to see because there's such high expectations for these guys. I mean, we're moving into a point where they they kind of need to— They're about to age out. I'm about to turn 24. My prime is about is upon us. Right, and and now and then your age won't be the cutoff, and you won't look like a I know. You know, douchebag. I'll finally I'll finally have the hairline to where they're like, eh, not next gen. Um, and no. yeah, and so we'll we'll cross that mountain when we get there. But I want to end real quick with my honorable mentions because there's a long list of guys I considered. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Casper Ruud, Braden Schnur, Alejandro Davidovich, Fokina, Tommy Paul, Yannick Sinner, Sasha Bublik, Alexi Papyrin. Quarantine Mutet, J.J. Wolf, who just went pro and signed with our guys at Top Notch Management. Shout out to you, J.J. Cam Nori, Yoshihito Nishioka, and then we talked about Shapovalov and Dimonia, where all got consideration. Am I missing any guys, Rockman? basically just shut... No, you That's basically everyone. just shouted out the entirety of the next-gen. Well, gens. here's why I bring it up. <laughs> uh, another stat for you. Let's look at the next-gen guys in terms of the race to London inside the top 100. There are 27 of them who qualified for my next-gen criteria. Real quick. I wish I had brought this up because I did that count too. Tsitsipas, Medvedev, Zverev, FAA, Berrettina, Chorich, Kachanov, Fritz, Garin, Shapovalov, Opelka, Tiafo, Hurkacz, Rude, Nori, Dimenauer, Umbert, Gruskin, Bublik, Kasmenovic, Mutet, Jari, Metrzik, Munar, Rublev, Yimmer, Yimmer, Kwan. Yeah, I just want to make sure people are listening. Know that two of those names not actually on the list. But 27 guys in the top 100. Does that qualify for not too bad or what are we thinking? That is a big not too bad. Look, uh, that I I, w- I wanted to get that stat out before before you. So, I'm, but you know, what? deserve it to to hundred episodes. Out. You haven't had, gotten the best of me yet. 
Yeah, whatever. The the people in my office, the people in my office are always like, "There's no good young." Oh my god! You don't understand. I I mean, you you might be the only person who does understand. I'm like a a, (laughs) I'm just the signal of hey, you see Alex, give your bad tennis take because he'll respond to it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my god, are we doing this again? Like, do you want me to talk about Yannick Sinner to you? Like, I'm happy to. Like, I could go through. Do you want? Do you want the list? Do you want my next gen <laughs> list? Um, but yeah, I, but go on. Yeah, no, th- there wasn't much to say. It's just like I, I almost try to start explaining, and then I, and then I'll mention a guy like Tsitsipas, and they'll and nothing registers on their face, and then I'm just like, this isn't even worth. Maybe it. Maybe that's so, the title of the pod: Magnet. All for, I need the magnet for bad tennis sticks. Hundred episodes. Yeah, in. we. This <laughs> is the great shot. Uh, I'm in. I'm in on that. Yeah, but, a- but seriously, I, I mean, if. If you don't know who Tsitsipas is at this point, then it's not worth explaining anything. But to be able to say that 27 guys who are under the age of 24 are in the top 100 in the race to London, that says it. Yeah, I agree with you. And I had uh, some other stats that we can save for another time because, as we mentioned, we still got a couple things we want to do. It seems like a perfect place now. We gave the individual seasons. We talked about the granular 2019 stuff. Let's have a little fun. Let's talk tiers. Now, I have done this tier exercise twice with Ben Rothenberg. Unfortunately, both times you were occupied, and so I have not had the chance to hear your updated list in quite a bit of time. I myself have updated the list since the beginning of the season, and to remind our listeners, we break these players down into four tiers. Tier one, we call big four category, future Grand Slam champion, potential to be world number one. Tier two, Marin Chilich County, Grand Slam contender, top 10 potential. Tier three, perennial top 20 player, ATP titles, second weeks in Grand Slams. Tier four, jury's still out, but in 10 years, you'll recognize this name as a top 50 presence. Now, again, a little bit of arbitrary, but those are the sort of jumps we talk about again. We've talked about CeCe Paz, you know, he has established himself as a tier one player, right? this season you talk about FAA he's shown the glimpses of a tier one player you talk about Matteo Berrettini he's certainly with the season he's shown that's the perennial tier three player right now he's shown at least the floor of tier three just to give some perspective to our listeners that being said Rothman we're not going to go into this with as much depth as we did with the 2019 seasons but let's break it down by tier and start with tier one coming into the year I had three are we oh sorry go ahead I just is this not part of the CC? No, this is not part of the CC. Well, that no CC is fun. This is serious content. This is that we're still on the okay, this we're is, still on this the is. we're on the business end of the podcast. Come on, um, all right. But okay, so, tier one. I had three players coming in. I still have three: Alex Virev, FAA, Stefano Tsitsipas. In that order. Any disagreement? Um, yeah, I think I might put Tsitsipas above him, above FAA or Zverev or both. Zverev. So you wait. What, I think I have Cici Pass at the top. Really, really. I think I have so, Cici Pass. Zverev. FAA. When he wins a Masters event, I'm down for that. Alex Zverev's won. Dude, I think he's two been or three. So no, no, no. Cool. I agree with you. I agree with you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm not. Zverev does not have three. I think he does. If you count the year on finals, maybe even four at this point. If you count. The oh year well, on I'm finals. not counting the year on finals. I will. I will look that up as we're talking. But I. I know. Yeah, I got it. He I made it. that. Aus- has that Australian Open semifinal. Obviously, the best result. But technically, Zverev has more quarterfinals than him. 
And uh, he does have three masters. Yeah, Alec, yeah. What, okay. And he's done it I, on I'll take it multiple surfaces, too. So it's just like, with all due respect to Stefanos, I've seen Alex Vieira. We have talked about, you came back to me after Indian yeah. Wells. You came back to me drinking the Alex Zverev Kool-Aid. You know how good it looks when it looks good. And that's why nothing I mean, has seen me to deter to completely deter me from that ceiling. But if you're asking me, have FAA and CTPOS closed the gap? I would concede that. Definitely. Yeah, and no, I'll, I'll take it back. I mean, yeah, it's too hard to give up the, the results. But yeah, so CTPOS has the edge over FAA, of course, as he did in the 2019 seasons. But those three are the tier one. I think we can go right into tier two. Though. All right, now is where the real fun starts. We're in Marin Chilich County. Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players in this tier. How many do you have? Eight. Yeah. Wow. I, I, look, I believe in lots. I've got. Do <sighs> you have four? I have five. I have five. I have seven. If we disqualify Nick Kyrgios, who I still have in this tier. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't include him. He would be my sixth. Yeah. Okay. So I have eight. So only two guys. We just can I try and name yours? Sure. And then you can do the same in tier three. You're not gonna like my tier three. It's pretty big. Um, Borna Chorch, oh, tier two for you. Yes. He's the top of my tier two. Daniil Medvedev, tier two for you. Yes. He, Borna is also the top of mine. So I have Chorch one, Medvedev two. So yeah, and then Kachanov three. Then I had Kyrgios. Okay. Obviously, he would be removed. Um, right. Number five for me, and this was a late movement, I should say. Riley Opelka gets the bump up to number five in tier two. I know. That's probably my hottest what? take yet. Dude, that, because— That's unacceptable. No, do you want me to justify Dude. it? I've done it before. Fine. Upside. We just had this conversation. If it clicks for Riley, simply put, he has a mode of domination— that no okay, one else on this list has. You're going purely on upside. But it doesn't matter because— it, pure- Okay, but these tiers are my prospect tier rankings. It's who do I believe has this sort but, of upside. But what— Right, but what is what is, what results has he had that allow you to make that statement? Yeah, it beats fine. Isner. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Beats Isner twice. Beats Wawrinka. Wins, wins an ATP title. See you. Isner see you win. feel fine swearing because you're not making the editing notes. But again, we're late, so try and keep the swearing to a minimum. It's sorry. Um, but like no, the Isner the Isner results do not count enough in my opinion towards allowing you to have yes, that do. kind of. He beat him at first round of a major, first major of the tournament. Then he follows it's it up. Too big then he follows it up. It. Plays him again when Isner has all the incentive at the New York Open to say, "Oh, that's funny, Riley. You thought you beat me. Watch and learn." Nope. Opelka gets him again in tiebreakers. He enters his first ATP final tiebreaker to decide the match. He beats Schnur. Schnur, who has elevated himself into the top 100 for the first time in his career. He's made the sort of jump this season now that he's fully healthy. And again, I made the argument. Come back to me at the end of hardcourt season when he's got a full hardcourt summer to accumulate points. When he's creeping on that top 30, you're going to be like, Alex, damn, much like your Medvedev and Tsitsipas takes from 2018, that's a really good take. Look, I'm not saying he's not going to have a good hardcourt season. He might. But I'm saying I'm upside. Just saying- These tiers are upside. There's more so than any player below him. I see him capable of this sort of success, and that's what my rankings reflect. Now, yours are, I'm sure, different. But to and I'm put gonna let him you talk in now. the same category? As who? You just, you're putting him with a Chorich, Medvedev, and Kachanov. Below them? Who have all had... I know, but... But this yeah. is upside. He was at the top. Of, he was the top of my tier three. No, see, for me, 
too much upside from him to keep him down to tier three. Because yeah, you know, you play his career out but ten you're, times. You're that's comparing him the most. You're comparing him to a Chilich, right? No, and, no, no, and better. I, Again, John Isner, but good at tennis, kind of. But that's right. I see him what being is an what Isner. Can be... we talk about what sort of comparison? John Isner, but good at tennis, kind of. Tennis. What does that mean? Um, it's such a it's sad like His return, the fact that he seems to understand the game and how to move the ball around the court a little bit better than John did. Just a little more natural feel from the baseline. You put all of that together, plus he moves pretty well, plus he's filling out a seven-footer. I guess. That's tier two to me. Just too much upside. There's a scenario where he wins. Sorry, last thing, and then I swear I'm shutting up for two minutes. There's a scenario to me where he gets hot, you know, two out of three summers in a row, and he comes home with two Wimbledons. And I can't say that for a guy like Kyle Edmund, Taylor Fritz, Andre Rublev, who is where my tier three starts to, you know, filter out. Okay, see, that's where we just are going to inherently differ is I don't see him contending for a title. I see oh. him making a quarterfinal, making – he might make a semifinal, but there's going to be someone that figures out his serve in a match. You can't go that hot for that long. I just, I'm sorry. And unless he really figures out his game from the baseline, which he's starting to, I, it just, I, I don't see him being a title contender. So, and that's where it, it, it separates. I have I, two, no, no, two, quick, two questions for you. Yeah. Who – and this is so hypothetical, so I apologize. If Riley Opelka reaches his best self, the best self I think we both think he's capable of, who is a better or who has a better upside, him or Kevin Anderson? Kevin Anderson. Okay, so I appreciate that. I disagree with you, but I appreciate your consistency. Same thing, him or Matteo Berrettini. We play their careers out, you know, twenty times. Whose average result him. looks better? And so for me, him. that's like why I just have to have him in tier two because I think the Kevin Anderson thing's not crazy, right? It's a fair comparison that you pause for a second. Kevin Anderson belongs in tier two, and so for me, and maybe this is a tier definition thing between the two of us, which is fair because they're very arbitrary. But Riley Opelka for me. Too much upside to be denied that tier two spot, and I've beat this argument to death. I apologize. I, I mean, look, I'm not saying he can't be a tier two person at some point. I just don't think he's quite hit it yet. Okay. I think, look, he has the the hardcore season you're talking about. Give him tier two. Okay. But he needs to prove it to me first. You know, I like to get excited, so I'm going to put him there now. But that's fair. All right, a guy I moved down my list, my number six, tier two, and I almost considered dropping him, Denis Shapovalov. Wow. Yeah, I, I did drop him. I dropped him to three. But the thing is, we saw his run in Canada, and it's like that firepower, lefty. Mm. I know. I Again, I just I, I don't know. No plan B. No plan B. Right. And, and for me, again, I was trying to think about I think a lot about the titles, the the Grand Slams, and it'll be a couple until again until the big three are out. I he's not making a a semifinal or a final, and I think there's a chance. Oh man, I might go back on it. I might put him in tier two. I it's I I don't dislike either argument. I just think it's too hot takey to drop him down a full tier simply because of how young he is and how high the upside we've seen from yeah. him has been. My gut reaction given the season was to put him in three. Okay. But I think it was 
it was a, a little bit of a jerk. Yeah, again, action. it's hard to do top 10 Andy's tiers in the same pod, but it's like where it's episode right. 100. We got to do it. Um, okay, yeah. so if Opelka and Shapovalov are the two guys we disagree on, do Dimenauer and Tiafo round out your tier two? Yeah. Okay. So we agree. Not Dimenauer. No Dimenauer. No Dimenauer, just Tiafo? Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else in there I'm missing, or that's your tier two? So to recap, uh, mine, Chorch, Medvedev, Kiachinov, Kyrgios, Illegally, Opelka, Shapovalov, Dimenauer, Tiafo. What's yours? Oh, I guess I only had four. I, I, I had Kyrgios as my fifth. Okay, so Chorch, Medvedev, so Kiachinov, Kyrgios. Kiachinov. Or, sorry, Kiachinov, Tiafo. No Dimenauer. So that gets you into tier three. No. You have Dimenauer and Shapovalov, Opelka down there. We've covered those guys. Do you have anything to say on those three? I, no, not really. We've talked about him. I almost I so I have Fritz up there above a Dimenauer. I have Fritz. I, I really I almost had Fritz in a tier two. So I really did. I'm cheating I, again. I think he, I'm cheating again with Kyle Edmund at the top of my tier three. Sorry to cut you off, but it, assuming he's now illegal, like Kyrgios, Fritz for me is at the top of my tier three. Like I, he's right there. Yeah. No. I I really I almost considered putting him at. A tier two, no. Given given his improve, yeah. No. Given his improvement this year, I would love to because the floor we've talked about floor versus ceiling. The floor for Fritz is as high as any player on this next gen list outside of the tier one guys, right? Or outside of the, maybe right. the tier one and maybe Medvedev and Chorich at this point and Kachanov. Dude, he's got to be able to get more fit. Well, it's not and, even and fit. move a little bit fits, better. Fits the wrong word. It's like athletic, right? right. More springy. There's got to be – get yeah. this man – how many freaking mountain sand dune Instagram workouts do you see? Get this man on the sand dunes. Like you're not allowed to leave till the month of December is over. You're just on this dune right. up and down until your quads f-ing pop. So, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Like uh, we should just go coach him. That's essentially <laughs> what we're saying. Yeah, move over uh, <laughs> David Nankin or uh, – all of you guys, uh, we obviously know what's best. But, yeah, I, I can see the case for Tier 3. And just, you know, for my Tier 3, I have 11 guys. Oh, God. So through Tier 3. Just I list have, them. We're, I have we're getting, 22 getting guys yeah. for you. Edmund, Fritz. Or just say agree or disagree. Uh, Edmund disqualified. Fritz. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Rublev. Yes. Hyun Chung we don't have to talk about because that's a sore subject that I'm just not in the mood. Um, yeah. Christian Guerin. Um. I, I did put him in my three. Yes, did I. This is a controversial one with more thought I may move down. Jaume Munar. No, not yet. A jury's still out. I agree. He's in my four. Hubie Hercatch. I put him in my three. Me as well. Matteo Berrettini. Put him in my three. Three as well. Kasmanovic. Still in my four. See, world junior number one. Uh, the pedigree... How solid he looked on both grass and uh, hardcore. So again, and again, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, was on my. This is my tier four before I made some adjustments. He could be a tier three. Yeah, he could. It's just like to make a final on grass and then win your first round match, even though he lost in the second round by retirement. That's impressive to me. Enough to where I'm like, okay. Plus your yeah. other results, I'll throw you in tier three. I'll throw a flyer on you. Yeah, um, fair. Exactly. Uh, okay, Nicolas Jari. I, I've got him in my four. I love him so much. That that was a biased one. You're absolutely ha- correct. 
But but he's if, there's an argument there, to be made a, about three. There's a world where it's just like he serves so well for like a three year stretch, and he's just number fifteen permanently. Three years. Yeah, it's just three years of bombs. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. And then my last tier three guy, and again, this is just a personal thing. Stefan Kaz. No, I'm just kidding. Tommy Paul. Who it's like, if he got healthy, I know he lost first-round Roland Garros to t- against team, but I just, we saw what he did City Open Atlanta back-to-back a few years ago. We've seen a high level of tennis from him where he wins that French Open wildcard challenge. When he can stay healthy, good things happen. He just hasn't been healthy, and I needed another American in there. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I... He's he's a guy where though you see those little spurts of his athleticism and damn he he could be up there. Yeah. All right. Well, then real quickly, tier four: Rude, Nori, Laszlo, Jur, Yoshihito, Nishioka. Jur disqualified. Nishioka and Mackie McDonald, who I think is also disqualified. Yeah, Mackie was the last. I was hoping you were gonna put in there, but yes. Yeah. Am I? And am I missing anything else from the tiers? Any final thoughts? I don't think so. I mean, I'm just I, a lot of next gen. I just. I, we need to just make sure we save these because I really want to see <laughs> what they look like in five that's years. That's why I start doing them on Google Drive because I'm like, you'll save it, Google. And if not, that's yeah. your fault, not mine. Um, but <laughs> with that being said, we do have another next-gen topic to talk about, but it is the 100th episode of The Great Shop Podcast. And for those loyal listeners of The Great Shop Podcast who've been with us the whole time, a lot of people get mad at me and the Cracked Rackets, like our Cracked Rackets team, because these podcasts go so long. Alex, we want 20-minute podcasts. So for a little bit there, we abandoned the have a changeover chat at the end. We decided to do it as a separate segment. Then again, a bunch of things come up, so we lost the changeover chat. But it's episode 100. It's time to get back to our roots. We haven't done it in a while, so Westoff, please, if you could give me a drum roll. It's time for this week's Changeover Chat. The Changeover Chat. Honest to God, beautiful. You haven't missed a beat. <laughs> oh, I always love hearing your singing. Well, Maxie, we've talked a lot I've been about waiting these next-gen players. <clears throat> we have talked about their strengths, their weaknesses, <clears throat> what they've done well, what they haven't done well in 2019. With all of these ni- names floating in your head, I've got a couple of superlatives related to the next-gen players, some you're aware of. A couple are going to be some surprises to you. I did not prepare you for this beforehand in true changeover Chad fashion. That's how you know it's real. That being said, you ready to run through the gauntlet? And obviously, I'm going to answer Let's as well. It. So for all of these questions, I want of, and again, we've listed all of these names today. I want your top five performers in each of these categories. Sound good? Top five, Jesus. No, 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 you're right. Two out three. I'll give me your top three. I agree. <laughs> that's, again, see, this is where the, the content argument comes into play. But agreed. Well, three is a good number. We'll start with this one. Your life is on the line. For some reason, the aliens come and they say, Max Rothman, we have our alien next-gen ATP player ready to show up. He's one junior alien Wimbledon. You're going to fear all of his results. Who are... The three next-gen players you would trust with said life on the line to win the match. To, and we're going to say win, yeah. three out of five courts, hard courts. Three out of five courts. Three out of five sets, hard courts. The alien can cover five courts, so that's something you need to keep in mind. But no, three out of five sets. Okay. 
You're going to laugh. My number at, one. I think uh, we might have the same number one because right now we're thinking exactly the same. Are you going to say Opelka? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not on my list. I really thought. I thought um, FAA. Is number one for you or number three? It's number number three. Okay. He's not number three for me. Number three, I go Medvedev. Oh, he was not in my top Really three. solid. I'll give you the case. If my life is on the line, I want the guy who's not going to miss. So I'm like, dude, this. I don't know what this alien's deal is. He's about six foot four. Like, okay. I haven't so seen that, him that's serve. That's why Poss is my number one. No, Poss has the one-hander. So he's not. He's my number two So because I agree with you, but like of why he would be a big-time performer. Fritz was the dropout here because I feel like Fritz, we've talked about it before, Big player. He shows up for the pressure match. Yeah, he matches. was my number two. Oh, that's a great, great pick. Because, look, you, you need you need Tsitsipas, who's going to be the puzzle solver. He's going to, like, no. lose the first set 6-0 and then be like, oh, I learned every trick the alien has <laughs> and then figure it out. And then you need no, but he can't the adjust. FAA. Tsitsipas, he, what if the alien's just like, oh, this guy's got a one-handed backhand? What a freak. We got rid of those 200 years ago. And he's just like peppering that side with topspin what if this alien's a lefty that's what i'm saying <laughs> he beat nadal <laughs> not bad look i have ct pass too but i might switch i want fritz and ct pass out since you were ballsy enough to do it i'm with you fritz is showing up he's hitting aces he's swinging i'm just like i know this guy i i trust so medvedev number three because again but i want the guy who's not missing i'm just like i know if i put my trust in you see that's why i wanted faa i want someone no, to grind FAA's played one slam yeah but he's gonna grind no, fa is not a grinder but but that's not what I mean. He's gonna grind through the like. No, he's so freaking lasered in when he no. plays. Not enough slam appearances yes. for me. Too too uh too fresh. I need him to become okay. Well, if we're talking slam appearances, dude, we're I mean, talking right sh- now. I might have to throw in it's right now and stop swearing. I'm sick of writing edits. I know. I'm sorry. I I saw that one. <laughs> no, um, actually, keep swearing. It's a changeover chat. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I um, mean, then if you're going to do that, no, you might have to go Zverev. No, me, no, Zverev is a wuss. Zverev, we're not getting into this right now. We've done enough Zverev. But Medvedev for me, again, I'm like, don't miss. Four hours, just if he beats you, whatever, but don't miss. Two Fritz establishments. Yeah, it's not a bad Number choice. one for me, Karen Kachinov. And physicality aside, because oh, we what? talked about just all that. Just let him blast. No, because if I have to die, I want to go out looking at someone that good looking. I'd be like, you know what? It could be. I'm dying next to it. That's a, that's true changeover chat. Yeah, it's fashion. like I got a Hemsworth on my side. I'm doing fine. Like whatever. <laughs> Karen, just like don't rafa me. It, we get coaching timeouts. So like if that happens, I'm like dude, just make the ball outer thirds. We can do. Please this. stop. Stop. Don't miss. Stop. Karen, stop. Okay. 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 <laughs> continue. Continue. Uh, yeah, as long as he doesn't play the alien version of RBA, I think we're fine. Um, <laughs> but okay we'll move on that's question one i think our final list looks some combination medvedev fea Pass, fritz yeah um yeah you know who i do not want zverev might be the guy i don't want who else do i not want i don't want uh i don't want opelka <laughs> i don't want sasha bublik or nick Kyrgios because there's too much that could go wrong i'm like dude, dude Kyrgios would get hammered the night but before. what if it's He's alien like, but what if it's like this alien is the greatest alien of all time they sent us their then fine maybe you want Kyrgios. this is 
Yeah, 17 or 18. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this alien beat Rafa on clay. Dude, if Nadal was the alien, he would train his ass off for like eight hours a day for a week. And then the night before would hit the pub like he always does before a Nadal match. And then he'd he'd probably lose. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why he is not on our list. But okay. Home stretch of the podcast. Again, 100th episode. Homage to our opening episode. On that first one, we did a changeover chat asking for the SAT, the 100-yard dash, and which of the big four would win the Bachelorette. Let's do a next-gen version. Again, top three finishers. Let's start with the fun one. Or let's start with maybe the least fun, most uh, evidence to suggest who would do it. 100-yard dash. This group. Give me your top three. FAA. Is three Dim and Hour. Ooh. I think Dim and Hour might be number one. Mm. FAA number two. Fritz last. Followed, Fritz like, last. So Edmund and Fritz are like the two unathletic kids who are racing at the end to try and like not be in last. And they're like, well, they're, you know, hustling down yeah. the side. It's like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. And then, you know, a little bit behind them. like You know who could be three is Chorich. Dude, I'm surprised. I don't know how I don't include Kachanov. He's just like so. I know. Big, like I was gonna. I was. Yards. But he's big. But he's big. Dude, who wins? Fritz Edmund Opelka. Give me that order. One, two, three. Edmund first, which is the only race Edmund. he'll ever win. Fritz. I think Fritz two? beats Opelka. Dude, yeah. that is an ugly race. Do you think, honest God, you? I know how you think. I'll give you two weeks to. Train. Yes. Yes, I beat them all. <laughs> Berrettini. I feel like Berrettini, sneaky eh. quick, just so powerful. Again, 100 yards, that's tough. I mean, Tiafo quick. Dimenauer, quick. Dimenauer's winning, dude. Dude, Dimenauer's. Yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. I'll go Tiafo, Dimenauer, Kiachnov. No, no, t- sorry, Tiafo, Kiachnov, Dimenauer in first. I'm in. Who did we forget? Who's going to hear this and be slighted? Zirev? Nah, he's really good. No, Shapo's quick, but 100 yards, he starts rapping at the 60s. Hitting that 50, (laughs) going real nifty, running down the track, and I'm looking so swifty. That was a natural freestyle, I want you to know, and that's why I don't do it. Um, Yeah, Dimonauer, Kachnov. Dude, Mackie. Dude, Mackie's. Or TP. Dude, Mackie now TP two injured. I'm I'm like you're sitting this one out, Tommy. Um, <laughs> dude, Mackie is a sneaky. He is like sneaky. What is Mackie coming in at plus eleven hundred? No, he's probably plus, plus six hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's way more accurate. What's TP given the lack of sample size? A thousand. Dude, what about my boy Yoshi? Hundreds a little far is the problem. Forty, he's in. The power of Kachnov, just the speediness of Dimonauer, Tiafo. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, but I know, again, I'd watch Jared Donaldson, Taylor Fritz, Opelka. That's like the JV game. Um, yeah. But I like it. All right, move on to the next one. Do we want to do ACT? Feels a little mean. I probably got to put Mackey at number one because he freaking went to UCLA. And like that's yeah. an outstanding he's, he's institution. Yeah. Probably throw Schnurr at uh, uh. Boss is just last because he's gonna put he, he would just have some <laughs> weird philosophical random no. ass thoughts. Boss fills out the bubbles into like the Scantron bubbles into a picture. It, 
Literally, <laughs> he's yeah. like, uh, he's, he's like, putting in like, me- impossible is felt. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Writes out like a new hashtag on it. Uh, that's yeah. perfect. Cam Nori, TCU. Again, all the college guys get a bump here. Um, yeah, they do. I don't want to say the guys let's, I don't think would do well because I feel like that gets No, mean. let's just let's move on to the Bachelorette. No, real quick. I'm going to throw – just give my three because I feel like – again, don't don't be rude about the topic. Kyle Edmund gets in there. Fine. British school system, outstanding. Um, Mackey because, again, go, go Bruins. Um, <laughs> number three. Oh, no. I'm just trying to think. Oh, I mean, we're Michigan fans, so I can't give it to J.J. Wolf. Um, I'll throw my boy out. Dude, uh, he's, he's not nice. I think general. Fritz, I think Fritz, he went to a good high school in SoCal. Like, they, they definitely gave him a good education. It's more than a lot of people. All right, I'm going her catch because why not? Got to give my boy Hubie something. Um, okay, I sure. I just wanted to mention. All right, now comes the real fun. You, Max Rothman, and your Spanish sex appeal claim for Rafa about The Bachelorette is still maybe my favorite moment in all of our episodes. But coming into The Bachelorette, all of these next-gen guys, you know, you're the suitor and you get your choice of the range. Give me your reasoning. Give me why. I feel like Kachanov, we should say, shoo into the top three. Good-looking, humble, strong. He's like the guy you're like— I need to feel protected by. You're just like, as the bachelorette, you're just like, that one. I want him. Yes, I want him. <laughs> so top um, three. Not to be, you know, I mean, this is... So not this. not a top three-er, but we'll make the top five as a pass because of the flow and okay. the, like, random quotes. Again, he's going to say some weird shit that he's they don't the even dark understand. He's the dark horse, right? He's the dark horse because she's just like, what is this? Who are yeah, you? I, yeah, right. Stefanos. Um... TP might be Dude, the winner. Dude, I knew you were going to say. So okay. He's, can I give he's, you – hold on. Before, yeah, before give me we the talk TP about him. Argument. No, give me the TP argument. Oh, I mean, dude, he's a he's just a Look good looking dude, and, and <laughs> yeah, he's got a swagger to, to him that that's that's cool. I was going to say the sneaky one that I swear would make it into the top three. Opelka. Now hear I me out, <laughs> dude. Girls. They just dig tall dudes. Like, I don't know what it is. Like Counterpoint. They dig 6'6 six, six Hubie Hercatches. Seven feet is where you get rough. But speaking of 6'6, six, six, incredible good hair, most accomplished member of this group. How is Alex Zverev not entering this competition as the favorite? Yeah, yeah, Zverev's up there. He's like a quiet dark horse, but then you feel like he gets to the home date. He's like, hey, this is my brother Misha, and then it's like, uh, we know what's going on off the court. So I, I don't feel really like know Zverev, personality-wise, right is just not He's pretty funny. It. He's got that German sarcasm to him. Yeah, it's not bad. I feel like dark horse. I love the Opelka dark horse pick. My dark horse pick, who I feel like can just show up, I feel like my boy Yoshi, Nishioka. He just kind of – you just like – we met him. I was like, I love this kid. What do you want me to do, Yoshi? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, sure, I'll do it. Um, so he's That's like – funny. Plus, don't sleep on the Australians. Alex Dimenauer, he's so young. He probably doesn't qualify for the Bachelorette, but like – They'd be like, I'm going to keep I mean, an if, eye on it. If Kyrgios is in this conversation, he's probably up there. No. I mean, so real quick, we never get a top three. We talked about a bunch of guys. I would say, I mean, Kachanov, T- Tommy. TB Kachanov and, and, Opel- and Zverev, Opelka. I don't know. Uh, who's the short guy of this group? 
that comes in and just has the work ethic, the smooth game, who's just a – it's Noah Rubin, right? The smooth talker, of course, Long oh. Island. You can talk to anyone you've ever met. Um, I mean, you can curse. I like you can be, Yeah. I feel like he's a, he dresses well, good fashion dude, sense. the fact that we're not including Borna – Borna's a good-looking dude. Borna – Borna, there's a Twitter account dedicated. I think it's called Borna's Buns or like something like that, where it's literally only <laughs> booty shots of him. It's like the most unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's the most unbelievable account. Um, yeah, not a bad pick at all. <clears throat> oh, I, this is my fault. You know who wins? The cock himself, Tenacity Kakanakis. Oh, How do we oh forget God. the cock? Well, I mean, is he? Is, I guess I. I, I don't he know counts. if I was like. He's twenty. What is he? Twenty three. Ninety sixer. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. He's. He's again. I mean, he needs to keep the hair from being dyed throughout the show. The second he dyes it, yeah. they're kicking him off. Yeah. But let me scrap Dimenauer. The Australian dark horse is Tanasi Kakanakis. He yeah, is literally. Is. He is the dark horse. He's the one who the fans are going to be like. I don't. What's the deal? Why is this guy lasting so long? And then like episode five, you're like, oh, because he's got a massive. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so that yeah exactly um but all right with that being said god we haven't done one of those in a while <laughs> ending on the talk of let's wrap yeah. this, this whole thing up. <laughs> well uh, you know part of the joy of there being not a lull right now but a little bit of a slow period on the professional atp and wta circuits it's just got given us at Cracked Rackets, a chance to explore some of those other stories in tennis that we love so much on the mini break this week, and I think released as bonus Cracked interviews. I've had the chance to talk to two members of the World Team Tennis Organization, uh, Alan Hardison, the GM of the Orange County Breakers, as well as Tim, and I'm going to mispronounce this, but Blink Iron, the head coach of the Vegas Rollers. Listeners who are intrigued in that, because again, the tennis world never really sleeps, and that is some really fun tennis, a really great event. Max and I, whenever I'm in these interviews, I always bring up how we got our start through the club tennis team tennis format. My brother, now with his girlfriend, probably eventual fiance, she was a teammate of mine. It really is a family environment. Yeah, knock on wood, exactly. Uh, We already jinxed all these next gen guys, so whatever. (laughs) The the, the jinx is strong. It's lost. It's a lost. Yeah, but if you want to check those out, check out our podcast. Again, the mini break interviews uh what the deuce like rate subscribe review we want to hear from you what's your next gen list who do you think wins these uh supplemental competitions let us know we would love to hear it uh, obviously check out the website crackrackets.com social media facebook uh twitter instagram youtube you know the works by now as always a shout out to our super producers max flingner and daniel westoff who do have a f- of an editing job to do of course we're about to give them an hour 50 of podcast to edit and we always appreciate them particularly thinking about you today max flingner as you've been with us from the beginning 100 episodes strong again not too bad but with that being said any final thoughts rothman it's been far too long since we've done this, and it is an absolute just throwback and pleasure and, and all I'm, of the above. I'm not saying every week, but once a month, we, you and I need to lock into a GSP. Yes, we will. Let's commit to yeah, that. I'm totally down. Well, then, with that being said, for my incredible co-host, Maxwell LeBauer Rothman, again, no one I'd rather do 100 episodes with. For my, our, my, our super producers, Max Flingner and Daniel Westhoff, and from our entire team at Cracked Rackets, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Maxie, what do we tell the listeners? Hey, great shot. Oh, what an episode, Maxie. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy, and we will see you next time.